Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Chakras and Cuss Words. And today I have my special guest, Susan, who is a metaphys- metaphysician and also a meta-intuitive. I'm super excited to have her here. And today we are talking about how you can be a chakra detective. So Susan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you Please so very much. Please introduce yourself and <laughs> let right. us know about you. Okay. So um, professionally, I'm known as Dr. Susan Corso because for many years I was the head of spiritual and energy medicine at a large medical center in Boston. And I've been an intuitive since I was a child, but um, ended up meeting an MD who would call me on the phone and say, I'm sitting here with Jane. And can you tell me what's going on? And that was all I, um, Jane, I didn't know how old Jane was and on a speakerphone, mind you. Well, I didn't know I could do this. So I started to tune in to a doctor's office that was about 25 miles from me at that point. And I never missed one. Never, ever, which was really weird and really cool. So yeah. that when he opened his own functional medicine center and had 20 doctors working for him, he wanted me to be the head of spiritual medicine, energy medicine. So what happened was they ended up, and all of the doctors did this, sending me the patients that they got a little bit cured, but not healed. Mm-hmm. Right? And I make a distinction between healing and curing. For me, okay. healing must come because it's emotional, spiritual, and psychological before curing, which is physical. Mm, Okay. I like that. Yeah. Right. So like, for example, a woman with um, a serious uh, throat condition was finally sent to me. She'd been to uh, ear, nose, and throat doctors up and down the East Coast, the fanciest ones in the world. And she had a series of contracts to sing Uh, opera in Germany over the summer, but she had Mm. lost the top third of her range. Wow. No one could figure it out. No singing teacher, no ENT. There was no biological problem. Every scope scan, you name it, nothing worked. So I was her last resort. Right. So I listened to her tell me about her voice and her vocal problems and this and this, and very quietly, and this is dramatic, I warn you. Put your okay. seatbelts on, okay? <laughs> yeah, put um, them on, everybody. Get them on. Um, seriously, because uh, we're dealing with health and life and death right. issues here. <clears throat> Excuse me, the woman was about to have to let go of her livelihood. I mean, talk about threatened. Right. Um, I said, uh, how old were you when you had the abortion? Oh, wow. And this woman's eyes, like, turned into, you know, platters. Mm-hmm. And she said, how do you know that? I never told anyone. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, this is not a physical problem. It's a spiritual problem. Mm. So she said I was 14. Mm. I said, wow. Ow. Okay. And I said, and at that time, were you a part of the Catholic church? Mm. I'm not bashing Catholics at all. Right. Right. Um, but just uh, kind of know the background. Right. And she yeah. said, Oh yes, I was in Catholic school, but I haven't been a Catholic for, for a long time. I haven't been into a Catholic church for, I don't know, 30 years or something. I said, well, that doesn't mean that your 14 year old self who was, in the seventh or eighth grade or eighth or ninth grade, right? Yeah. In Catholic school, didn't draw some conclusions that you are carrying to this day. So what has to happen is we have to access that 14 year old so that you can find out what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she, she, you, I watched her. It was like time-lapse photography. She was like a flower that just opened because 
there was a path, there was a, a, a place. So mm-hmm. I said, I'm going to give you two words and I want you to say them to yourself and as often as you can. And I would put my quarter, which is a t- my top bet, on the notion that you'll be able to sing within two weeks. She looked at me like I was, you know, from Planet Q. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, she said, okay, what are the words, right? She was expecting, you know, abracadabra, right? I said, te right. absolvo, which is what a priest would have said when she was 14 mm. in confession. Oh, wow. Right? It means I absolve you. Mm-hmm. That is what a priest says when you make confession, but she never confessed it. So what happened to her is she punished herself for doing something bad, right? Mm -hmm. She stole her own livelihood from herself. Well, I will tell you, she could sing again in 10 days and she was absolutely fine. She went to Germany and sang Lucia de Lammermoor all all over Germany that summer and was totally happy. But more to the point, what I finally said to her that actually set her free, other than my prescription, if you will, was and besides how do you know that you actually did something wrong right she said what do you mean and I said well I said look at it this way you gave a space to a soul to incarnate maybe for as long as that soul needed to incarnate so maybe you did a great service to that soul and a great service to God Almighty. Mm-hmm. Well, that flipped everything she thought on her head, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what it made her do was, oh, there's another way to think about this. And that's what traps most of us in illness mm-hmm. is we think about it you know, one way we want to go from A to Z when you're driving, you know, when you're driving a car, you're only driving it in one direction, unless you mm-hmm. turn and then, and you're still driving it in one direction once you turn, right? right? Well, there's a million ways to think about bodies and energy. And so what I find is as a medical intuitive and also as a metaphysician is that so often my job is through the chakra system to write a new story. So what story are you telling about this symptom or that symptom or this issue or that issue? And I do something that I don't know anyone else who does, which is this. I believe that you, Catherine and I, Susan, I am an integrity. Not integrity like the moral superhero, you know, the cape. Right, yeah. that, that makes you behave well at work. Yeah. You're like, what? not that guy. No, yeah. what I mean is integrity like integer, like a whole number. You are a wholeness unto yourself. You are an integrity. It works for persons, it works for plants, it works for planets. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. bottom line is well, wait, if I start from a place of wholeness, looking at you and whatever issue you've brought me, Mm -hmm. I happen to know that how you solve that is within you in some way. And mostly what I find is that people have the skill set they need to solve their problem, right? Filed in another department of their life. Oh, you know, I can do that with PTA mothers, but I can't do that for with my own body. Well, why not? Take that right. skill set and play it here. Oh, huh. Never thought about it because we like things to be settled, which is why diagnosis is at the same time as it's a devastation as far as I'm concerned, right? Mm-hmm. It's also a relief. Yeah. Right. At least I know what it is. Right. Well, right. maybe you do, but yeah. maybe... You don't it's just the, right. Maybe it's yeah. just the tip of the, I, yes, you have a name for the collection of symptoms that you evidence according to the person who's observing you. Right. Yeah. So, but you don't want to be identified by that. You want to be identified by your own wholeness, but what we've come to do, I think, uh, at least on the 
on this planet at the moment is we we lead with our brokenness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We lead with victim, right? Well, these yeah. are my triggers and you have to be careful how you talk to me. What? My triggers are my responsibility, not right. anybody else's. Wait a minute. Yeah. Right? That's not your job. It's my job to untrigger them, right? I have a teacher uh-huh. who calls those activations, not triggers. Right. I love that. Right. Oh, mm-hmm. activations. That's awesome. Well, mm-hmm. when something's activated, you pay attention to it. It asks for attention yeah. and resolution as a result. And see, that's the other thing about quote unquote illness, right? Illness is always meant for our good. Yeah. Always without exception. Hmm. Well, wow. Yeah, right? it's not it's not a punishment, right? You know, it even says in the Christian scriptures, right? Who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Actually, nobody sinned. This was a person who chose to be born blind because there was something to be learned there. Oh, huh? Hmm. Like there's a there's a much more benevolent way to look at the world if you take the blame game and Boy. it's it's evil twin the shame game yeah off the table mm-hmm. like oh what if there's nothing to be ashamed about right i mean weight loss is it and and body image you know be socialized female in the in the modern west right okay i don't know yeah. any woman who would say they, oh absolutely my body's fabulous yeah i, I never met one I don't know, maybe Christy Brinkley says it, but I never met her. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. I'm I'm sure there's some some women who are very uh appreciative to, you know, their body and the work that they've done to keep it looking well, and I certainly have learned to be appreciative of my body, but you know what? I turned 65 on my last birthday. That's yeah. a whole hell of a long time it took to learn that lesson. Yeah. And mostly I have tormented myself with every bite I've put in my mouth. I've been on every diet in the whole wide world. And what I finally decided to do was eat whatever the hell I wanted in moderation and exercise for 30 minutes every day and everything balanced (laughs) out. It was so easy. (laughs) Right. Oh, that must be that magic pill they're talking about that. Well, no, no magic pill. What it is, is (laughs) self-acceptance. And you know, it's so interesting, Catherine, because what happened to me finally was I thought, you know what? I am never, ever going to get to the bottom of a shopping bag called food and eating and body image and health. I'm just not. My mother handed me so much garbage about that. And I don't, I'm not blaming my mom. That's what was so in the world at the time, right? Yeah. Yeah. But I can't figure it out. Yeah. Well, I finally got to the point where I just put the shopping bag in the closet. I don't need to figure it out. I just need to not behave like the shopping bag is driving my bus. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> no, thanks. Yeah. So- using the chakra system i obviously dealt with the woman's throat chakra she was a singer that one was right obvious. right but, but my goodness i had all kinds of other diseases right so how from. so what is a chakra detective like what is <laughs> I, I love that title because i'm like I'm just thinking of like, you know, Scooby-Doo, <laughs> like right, going exactly. around and solving all these chakra problems. Well, <laughs> like, I love that. Cool McCool, you know, one yeah. of those cartoon characters. So actually here's what a chakra detective is. A chakra detective is a person who understands that nothing happens in the physical world without it happening in the energetic world first. Mm. Right. So perfect example you're at work on monday and you have a tickle in your throat right Mm -hmm. and you know that you're tired you really should go home and drink tea with honey and wear warm clothes and read that novel and not talk to anybody right but instead somebody at work says hey let's go out for drinks and dancing after work and you go oh that would be so fun but so you go right and you have to call in sick on thursday right because your throat got worse 
because you didn't get enough sleep Monday night. And then you had to work a double shift on Tuesday. And, you know, da, 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 right. Well, but that message was given to you Monday, sweet one. Mm-hmm. Right. Are you going to pay attention? Because that's what, you know, it's not a mistake, that phrase, pay attention. There's a cost to attention, mm-hmm. right? You got up this morning to do a podcast with me. Well, mm-hmm. uh, you're not watching Scooby-Doo. You're talking no. to me. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> really simple. So it's pay attention. And the thing about the chakra system that I find so incredible is this. If you will tune in to your own chakras every day, which you can do, hello, at a stop sign when you are driving you Mm. don't need a book you don't need a teacher you don't need a doctor you don't need a mat you don't need any of those things right although i'll be honest i have written eight workbooks on how to learn your own chakra system right Mm. one for each of the major chakras but Mm. bottom line a chakra detective pays attention to her own energy to the degree that she can heed and change her behaviors to meet the messages, right? Mm -hmm. So if every Sunday night, no matter what you have for dinner, you have a sinking feeling in your stomach, that's Mm -hmm. telling you something. And I'm not talking about feelings that are emotions. I'm talking about sensations, right? So your energy system Here's what I here's what I believe about the chakra system. The chakras are actually the mind. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. You know where your brain is. Right. Your yeah. brain is a little bit above your ears and between them. Yeah. Right. But where is your mind? Mm. Right? I yeah. think the chakra system is your mind. Now there are other teachers who will say to you that the sh- the aura is the mind, right? But I believe that the chakras generate the aura right Mm. so yes you can learn to read auras and it's kind of cool and kind of ooky spooky although i did it for a lot of years and it took me till i was 26 to be able to figure out how to turn them off oh wow which was a nightmare and when (laughs) i was i was on 52nd street in madison avenue in new york city walking home from work on a on a day i used to the aura of seeing i did got worse and worse when i had my period Mm. And so I decided I would walk home looking at the sidewalk so that I wouldn't be able to see people's auras because my period had ambushed me at work that day. So I'm looking at the sidewalk and I'm starting to see auras around people's feet. And I'm like, ah, I am out of my mind. (laughs) I finally said out loud, like a crazy person, that's enough. Yeah. And they turned off. Yeah. And I went, wait, what? I've been doing, I've been seeing these for 21 years like this and nobody told me there was an off switch. What the hell? Right. Sure enough. So I don't go snooping people's auras when I'm talking to them unless I'm invited. Right. Right. But a chakra detective pays attention to the degree that, oh, it's Sunday night. My stomach hurts again. Mm. What is this? And then turns to that sensation and says, educate me, teach me. What do I need to know? Right. So you find out actually that the person whose cubicle you share at work, who talks really loud all the time, upsets you and you have to work really, really hard to shut out that voice. Mm-hmm. Whoa, there are a million things that you can do if you pay attention to that in your stomach. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. what a chakra detective is. A chakra detective pays attention and adjusts accordingly. That actually was a situation that a patient of mine had. And what happened was she got herself some noise canceling headphones mm. and asked for them for Christmas, birthday, and every other anniversary of the year. Her husband spent, I don't know, $350 on a pair of Bose noise canceling. I mean, the best. Right. right. And she was absolutely fine. Her stomach never hurt on Sunday night again. Mm, that's amazing (laughs) right but because we are taught to use our brains to override our minds right oh it'd be fun to go dancing yeah but you don't feel good sugar plum what the hell right don't do that to yourself or you need a mental health day, or you need a day to figure out how to get the seven members of your family to Hawaii on the same day. It doesn't matter what the reason is. What matters is, oh, 
if you know yourself well enough, but Western medicine, God bless it, good for many, many things, can't figure out how to give insurance codes to the chakra system. They can't figure out how to monetize it and they can't measure it. Right. So they're like, ah, except let me ask you this. You know, when somebody goes to medical school, she studies 11 systems, the circulatory system, the respiratory, you know, you Mm -hmm. learn them in the eighth grade. Yeah. Right. Normal. Okay. Well, but what makes a circulatory system want to circulate? And I know there's a pump, but something makes that heart (laughs) pump. Something makes those lungs respire. What? Well, for me, I would call that the divine spark or the life force. And mm-hmm. I believe that the chakra system is the life force viewed through a prism right? so that you can actually work with it. Right. And the most important thing isn't that you know that you have an individual root chakra, for example. The most important thing is that the root chakra is talking to your sacral chakra. Right. right? It's like right. If, I play, if I played middle C for you on the piano I, and said to you, Catherine, this is music. You would say, no, it isn't. It's a note. Right. Oh, but if I play a second note, then that's music. Right. Because it's the relationship between those two things that matters. So what matters is that your chakras talk to one another, Mm. right? Or, and they'll give you all kinds of information. The front side of your body is about going forward into the future. The back side of your body is about whatever's happened in the past. Right. So let's say you get an ache between your shoulder blades every time you talk to the same person at work. Okay, so is this a karmic thing? And did somebody actually stab you in the back? Right, that's what right. That is, is your heart chakra right there. Yeah. How? Yeah. Or is that person stabbing you in the back now? Right. Oh, well, there might be. Or is that person backing you into a corner? Right. And Mm -hmm. people's language, when they tell you about what's going on in their bodies, if you learn to listen to it, they give themselves away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I had a woman, uh, uh, a doctor sent to me not long ago who uh, had a pain in her stomach that wouldn't go away. And she'd been all over hell and gone trying to figure it out and nothing was working. So Mm -hmm. I, um, I said to her, tell me, tell me about the pain. Is it, is it, a throb? Is it an ache? Is it a stab? Does it mm-hmm. have anything to do with what you eat? So she started to talk about it. And I said, uh, is it hot or is it cold? Oh, it's cold. It's very cold. Very, very cold. It's like having a big old honking ice cube in the bottom mm-hmm. of my stomach before it gets to my intestines. So I said, it's above your waist. She said, yeah. I said, um, tell me a little bit more about your life. So mm-hmm. out of the clear blue sky, she said, well, my mother has Alzheimer's. I stopped her right there. I said, that's uh-huh. what's in your stomach. So let me tell you what happened. And then you tell me if I'm right. She said, okay. And I said, the last time you saw your mother, she didn't recognize you. And it was the first time she didn't mm-hmm. recognize you. She said, yeah. I said, well, okay. So here's what's happened. You're trying to grieve what isn't dead Mm. now your mother for all intents and purposes is dead Mm -hmm. the mother you have always had right but her Mm -hmm. body isn't dead Mm -hmm. you can't grieve what isn't dead right right Right. so you grieve your mom that you miss your mom Mm -hmm. but you can't grieve for her as though she's gone because you can't grieve in advance I mean, mm-hmm. you know, the goldfish is going to die, but, and when the goldfish dies, you grieve, right? But right. you don't, you can't, you know, this goldfish is going to die in three weeks. Well, uh, if that's going to run your life, you're going to be in really serious trouble, right? Right. So sure enough, I sent her to the art supply store to buy yellow origami paper hmm. and a piece of orange and a piece of green. And I said, put those three pieces of origami paper where you can see them every day. Mm-hmm. Within a week, her stomach stopped hurting. Because mm. the colors of the chakras are part of the magic of healing them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you've noticed this yourself. You oh, yeah. dress 
according to how you feel, right? right. You pick your colors according right. to how you feel, right? right? So I don't know if you're wearing black or an indigo blue, but it, from here, it looks indigo blue. Yeah, it's a blue. Yeah, right. it's indigo, it's blue. indigo <laughs> blue. Okay, so it's, here yeah, we it's are. one of my shirts right? for my podcast. Huge, hugely intuitive <laughs> yeah. people having a meeting. So I am wearing the color of the eighth chakra that very few people talk about. Right. Mm -hmm. So this is a chakra that was discovered by the rabbis in the 1870s. And mm. it's not within the body. It's outside the body. It sits about six inches in front of your thymus gland. Mm. And it's what I call uh, the compassionate heart. The compassionate heart is the heart that can forgive Osama bin Laden. The compassionate heart is the person who can forgive the parents who voted the way you didn't. Mm. <laughs> right. The compassionate <laughs> heart is where you put the pain of someone not apologizing who should have, mm -hmm. right? So so it's for essentially the thymus gland is for physical, regulates physical immunity, right? The eighth chakra regulates emotional, mental, and uh, spiritual immunity. How mm -hmm. can someone not hurt you? Mm -hmm. you put their energy in your compassionate heart. And uh, sometimes people, uh, some of the rabbis called it God's love lives there, right? So let God go in whatever you want to name it. I don't care. God, mm -hmm. Harold, I'm good. <laughs> Hepzibah, I'm good. Right. It doesn't matter. I just use God because it's the shortest word. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> right. But um, you lead, you let instead of letting your pain show everywhere, you put your pain in with the compassion of the universe and then <clears throat> are safer and it's easier, right. right? I don't recommend that you use the eighth chakra. You know, if you face down a tiger on the sidewalk, I re recommend that you <laughs> but, but You tap uh, into like, that solar plex and fight. <laughs> right, exactly. Or <laughs> <A> run. <laughs> right, exactly. If there's a Bengal tiger on your sidewalk, yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> It's definitely a problem, yeah. but that, so, so it, it's a, it, that's a very long answer to chakras are your friends mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. they are the key to regeneration. I said this yeah. earlier when we were chatting, you know, how many women do you know who, when you ask them how they are, you can see it in their faces, they're toast. Yeah. They are crumbs on their own kitchen counters. Because right. they are so booked and so scheduled and doing so much labor. And this is parents as well. I mean, I'm just talking about you and yourself and one other, right? But now add kids. Yikes, yeah. your eyes are crossed. Yeah. There's no time. You can't think. That's why I say it's so cool that you can do chakra work and it's free. Mm -hmm. There's no cost. And it makes you much more adept. Every single one of us can feel energy, even if you're not a person who even thinks that there's such a thing as chakras, right? Right. We've all walked into a room and gone, oh man, there are people fighting in here. I got to get out of here. Yeah. Every single one of us, we know that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, okay. It's only a matter of time and focus mm -hmm. to heed what's going on. And your body signal, you know, you're... The coolest thing about your body is, <clears throat> excuse me, that it can't lie. Right. Right. Bodies don't lie because they can't. Right. Brains can lie. Thoughts can lie. Spirituality doesn't lie if you actually are paying attention to it and not coming to it with your agenda. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. Ack. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the body never lies. Yeah. So there's your bestest friend in the whole wide world because you don't have to go to lunch with that person who wipes you out because you've encountered yet another psychic vampire, right? Mm -hmm. You can go and be protected. Now, I know that all kinds of people say, you know, use white light to protect yourself. I say, never use white light, never. <laughs> <laughs> right right white white light i'm not a big fan of the white light either oh good yeah white light is for 9 11 yeah. white light is for the bengal tiger yes right. white light for the bengal tiger right what i say is imagine a barber pole you know with the red white and blue swirl mm -hmm. now change mm -hmm. that to a rainbow and get in it 
Yeah. So there is an exterior rainbow on the outside of your aura so that Mm -hmm. people can take from that and not from you, right? If you, if there's someone you consistently have conflict at, conflict with work at, or at home, like you're fighting with your toddler, even simple, simple shock or solution, right? I'm going to do this, Catherine. So you feel it. I know you will, right? Okay. Okay. So you turn your body away. I'm still looking at Catherine. I'm still looking right at the camera. I'm talking to her. She feels like I'm connecting to her, but I'm not connected to her energetically at all. Mm. Right. And you can tell because now I'm back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and there's a heart connection. Right. 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 Well, okay. Don't connect to the people that you don't want close to you, dear ones. Right. We don't even know that though. Right. You know, like my grandmother was one of those people who could tell you to pass the salt and you felt like you were, you know, two, two inches tall. Mm -hmm. And it was just the tone in her voice. She, there wasn't, she wasn't saying anything malevolent. She was just a snot. (laughs) I I mean, I loved her. She just had that, right. That, right. She had that uh, aristocratic thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I finally realized that I didn't have to feel like an idiot because I didn't know that my grandmother wanted the salt because she hadn't (laughs) told me, right? But haven't you ever had a supervisor who had that kind of condescending, um, sarcastic edged tone? Yeah. How do you not take it personally? It's hard. Yeah. That's right. How you not take it personally is you look at where it's actually touching your body Mm. and you shield that. Right. So your throat chakra, for example, throat chakra is often a big deal for women. Yes. Um, and the I reason is that one definitely in the sacral for women, I see the most having, I would agree with you. Yeah. But the throat chakra is, is an intriguing one for a couple of reasons. First of all, it shows up mostly as neck trouble, not throat trouble. Mm-hmm. Hello. Right. I have to go to the chiropractor. My neck needs, cr- how many people have you heard say that? right? Yeah. It's not your neck, right? It's your throat. And it's because we have conditioning that makes us quote unquote, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say Mm -hmm. anything at all. Ever heard that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've probably heard that 8 million times as a child, right? So don't speak up. Don't tell the truth. Mm -hmm. Make it nice. Well, there's a name for that. There's a word for that. And that word is actually deceit. And it hurts us when we deceive ourselves or others by not speaking the truth. Now, that does not mean when someone walks into your house wearing a chartreuse dress and, you know, purple shoes that they say, don't you just love this combination? And you don't. That does not mean you had to be mean. Mm-hmm. It means you go, wow, I know you really thought about that combination and it's awesome on you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is not about whether I like it or I don't. It's about that person. And that's really what she wants. So that's right. truth, but it's not costing me, right? All this, make it nice, make it nice. Well, I, I like being nice. I do. I like being kind. I like being gentle. I like being generous, but I'm also fiercely compassionate. So that when someone wants to work with me about an issue like this, I'm not pulling any punches. Nope. I'm not giving you a bloody nose either, but I'm making you think about what's going on in your body. And your body is such a treasure trove that that's finally how I started to be able to appreciate my own was, Mm -hmm. ah, I feel better. I'm not so tired at the end of the day. Wow. This is amazing. I'm energized. I, I'm not having trouble with overeating or, or, you know, stuffing feelings or yeah. any of the, because I'm paying attention, attention to what's going on in my own arena. See, that's the thing, you know, um, the scripture uh, gives us quote unquote dominion, right? And most of us have taken that to mean that we have dominion over the world. So that means logically That we have Mm -hmm. to control everything outside us. (laughs) Is it any wonder that we're tired, right? I mean, even 
even if you just think about it with your in your own ecosystem, right? So they say mm -hmm. that brain scientists say that you have 10% of your brain of conscious brain available to you, right? So that leaves 90% doing something else, right? Yeah. If, let's just do the math. I'm going to make this up as we go along, but why not? So 45% of your brain is growing eyelashes, making bone marrow, <laughs> you know, measuring white blood cells, mm -hmm. balancing out neurotransmitters, right? If you were to think about all that and talk to me at the same time, you would be curled mm -hmm. up on that chair behind you. Sound asleep, right? Right. right. But the other 45% is your subconscious mind. And most people couldn't tell you where the subconscious mind is. Well, yeah, it's this, it's in the limbic brain. It's blah, blah, blah. Actually, no, darling, it's subconscious. You can't know where it is, right? Right, right. Oh, what you want is to bring some of that information from your subconscious through sensation in your own body to mm -hmm. conscious mind so that you can make some choices about it. Right. Like how many times in, in the last week have you said yes when you meant no? That's mm -hmm. right there. Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> the day my youngest brother, the day before my youngest brother went to kindergarten, it was me and then two brothers and then my youngest brother, John, who was 10 years younger than I was. Right. She got down mm -hmm. on her hands and knees in front of him and she said to him, repeat after me, John. John was like, okay, you know, five. Right. She said, my mama is the mama who brings the paper napkins. <laughs> and John repeated it. He was like, okay, my mama is the mama who brings the paper napkins. Well, all the rest of us are volunteering here to make 30 cupcakes at a time. Mm -hmm. Right? She wasn't having it. Not yeah. anymore, right? She was really, really clear. I am not saying yes when I mean no anymore. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, well, and I, I'm not saying, I'm not saying, you know, go move and a marriage, leave a job. You know, I'm not saying that. I'm saying, tell yourself the truth. That mm -hmm. doesn't mean you don't have to navigate, but the dominion that you have actually is between your own ears yeah. and in your own energy system. See, yeah. that's why I think it's so interesting that medical doctors study 11 systems. If you know anything about numerology, you know that 12 is a hugely mystical number, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it there, is. There should be 12 systems, 12 months Definitely. of the year, right? Well, the 12th system it, is the life force, the right, chakras. 12 zodiacs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. So people, so essentially- oh, houses, yeah. That's right. So the, the, um, the, the people who are we make responsible and authoritative over our health are missing the core piece of information, mm -hmm. right? That's not their fault because their program doesn't include that. It's like being mad at somebody who doesn't speak Chinese, who's never studied Chinese. Yeah. Right. But when I, for many years, talked to these doctors and told them about the chakra system and the energy system, most of them thought I was, you know, from Planet Q. Like, yeah. ooh, she's weird. Um, but more to the point, they would bring me their daughters, their wives, their sons, their mothers, because things weren't getting cured. Mm. And there would be a change because there was the idea of integrating something essentially that somebody had rejected, right? That's what that woman with the abortion had done. She rejected her 14 year old self as being a sinner. Mm. All I did was welcome that little girl back into the core of that woman by replicating the situation as to how it should have gone mm. right mm -hmm. that's the new story so chakra detective work is all about heeding the messages that are available for you all the time all the time but yeah i, I love that you said like the messages are there like literally all the time, but for some people, I think it's kind of hard for them to, I 
I guess it would be more of the feeling of the messages or receiving the messages. It doesn't necessarily come maybe as easy for some, you know, versus how it might for like, let's say you and I, right? Right. What, what would be like one of the tips or something that you would tell somebody who is just having a hard time feeling that energy or hearing those messages or right. receiving those messages? Good question. So I will tell you that one of the um, energetic responsibilities that we all have is to figure out our own energetic language, mm. right? Essentially. Mm. So um, my first husband uh, is a fine art painter. Mm. Um, and when he gets messages from his chakras, he gets them as images of old master paintings. So sometimes he gets a picture of a Rembrandt and sometimes he sees Duchamp or Picasso Mm. And he knows enough about art history to be able to interpret them that way. I've never known anybody else who got pictures of paintings in their minds, right? I get most of my information clear audiently. So mm -hmm. I hear a voice. I don't actually have physical sensations in my body, but I'm mm. aware of, and I think this is the real question. What does the real question to ask yourself is, what does discomfort mm -hmm. feel like to me? And it's not necessarily, it could be emotion. Mm -hmm. It could be a color. It could be a sound. It could be a sinking feeling. It could be a physical sensation. It can, I mean, there's a million, or it could be a picture of a painting in your head. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. You have to find what your own disc or uncomfortable language is so that you know how to fix that. So it doesn't really matter how you get the information. <laughs> Excuse me. People love to talk about this as though they see chakras. I don't see chakras. I essentially sense them. Like, like mm -hmm. if I visualize them in my head, I visualize them on a gingerbread man. Yeah. For right. real. <laughs> yeah. Like on the, the, the diaphragm of the person. Uh, right. On the cookie. Yeah. On, on the, the cookie. cookie of the person. Right. Exactly. That, right. Gender neutral. Gingerbread person. Right. So it's not a gift. Here's the thing. It's not a gift. It's not special. Mm -hmm. It's ordinary to be able to pay attention. It really is. It's, I mean, they even talk about this in business these days. We're in an attention economy, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You know, what are you attending to that's causing mm -hmm. you not to attend to other things, right? Mm -hmm. Well, by understanding what discom how discomfort plays itself out in you, right? Like, I tend to be a person who does her emotions somatically, meaning I, I symptomize them and I usually in my digestive system, mm -hmm. right? So if I um, have a lot of acid reflux, mm -hmm. usually that means I'm angry. Right. Right. When I'm done, my body will just get diarrhea once done. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, oh, somatic responses like that. Whoa. And I've learned right. over the years to interpret them. So your version of discomfort. This will... my head. Dog. He let the dog in. He's so nosy. <laughs> Hello, dog. Yeah. Um, so your version of discomfort is how you're going to get your own information. I know of a spiritual teacher who says that if we actually paid attention to every time we felt uncomfortable and uncomfortable doesn't have to be, you know, broken leg uncomfortable. It can be hangnail uncomfortable, right? It's not, it's not a, a big thing necessarily. And often it's just quiet information, right? You don't get big warnings except on, you know, 9-11 kind of days. You get the still small voice. You get the voice going, hmm, 
what's going on here? What's happening? And why does this make me, you know, do you remember uh, Joseph Campbell saying, follow your bliss? And nobody knew what it meant, right? Follow your bliss. What the hell? I can't hear you. Oh, hold on. Give me one second. Hold on. So your own version of discomfort is what matters. And better, it should be the tiny kind of discomfort than the, you know, car accident kind of discomfort, right? The car accident comes because we've ignored the hangnail. Mm -hmm. We've ignored, you know, dr drastic diagnoses. Well, wait, we're not paying attention to this or this or this or this. And we need not to override the messages of the body. Mm. Your body is your bestest, bestest friend. Yeah. And I honestly believe that, that third graders should learn about the chakra system like they learn about brushing their teeth. Yeah. It's a matter of hygiene, right? Yeah. If you could learn to pay attention to your body from the time you're a child, right? Mm -hmm. Wow. And you can always, always, always use color, right? If you need, I mean, it, 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 color is everywhere, right? The red power suit, mm -hmm. right? Um, cheerfulness, right? Yellow, fast food restaurants, yellow and orange, right, 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 right. Keep you going, keep you fast, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, mm -hmm. hospitals are green and blue and soft pink and quiet. Oh, huh. Well, all those colors are available mm -hmm. to you. Mm -hmm. I use brilliant color in my home because I mm -hmm. find it soothing, mm -hmm. totally soothing. That's why there's that wild painting behind me, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, because I find the mesh of the colors easeful for me right? What mm -hmm. is going to work for you? And the chakras have incredible correspondences. Namely, there are musical notes that go with each chakra. There are solfeggio tones that go with each chakra. There are right. hertz that go with each chakra. There are archangels that go with each chakra. There are, I mean, incredible correspondences. You can access them in a million and two ways. And I honestly believe that it's up to you how or why or where or when you use your chakra system, right? But it's there for the, for the using. It really is. If you'll slow down and get a little bit quiet. And I'm not talking about meditating. I'm not talking about any of that hard stuff. I'm mm -hmm. talking about... <laughs> Okay, body, what do I need to know? Mm -hmm. I feel uncomfortable in this situation. What is it? Right, right. And it's that fast, right? You'll get an answer. Now, I don't know how your answer is going to come to you, right? I mean, I used to get answers to my questions when I lived in New York City on bus billboards. So, hey, you never know, right? <laughs> right, I mean, right. Information, you'll you'll read it in a book. Two days later, you'll get this notion that you have to have a turquoise scarf. You, I right. mean, who knows? But the, following those things essentially keeps you true to your right. own integrity. Right. I, and I like that you, you acknowledge like you were getting messages and receiving the energy like from a bus billboard. Like I think a lot of people think that like when it comes to like spirituality or receiving messages that it has to be like this mystical and magical essence where you're like you're in the forest and you're like oh, right. the, a meadow the no. to me. <laughs> It's like, no, sometimes it comes to you as a message on a bus billboard. <laughs> and you know what? It Why shouldn't it? Why shouldn't right. everyday life? I mean, I believe that human beings are fourfold. Okay. Body, heart, mind, spirit. Yeah. The reason I don't like body, mind, spirit is because where's your heart? And the reason I don't like body, soul, and spirit is that we think we know what those words mean, but we don't. 
Yeah. I know what a soul is. Really? What's in your soul? Yeah. Can't answer it. Right. Well, I believe that soul is mind and heart together. Mm -hmm. Right. So those four aspects of you give you all the information you need about you, including the environment that you're in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, if every time you walk into somebody's house and you know that it's chaotic and that it's dirty and you don't feel good in that house, you're not going to go, go out to lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Go, go meet the person in the park. Don't, yeah. don't put yourself through that. And that's not selfishness. Those are the things that change the answer from how are you toast mm-hmm. to how are you? you know, I'm doing pretty well. It doesn't mean mean that you don't want to change or grow or heal or want something different or any of those things. It means, ah, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. So there, it's a way, it's a huge way toward self-acceptance. Yeah. And not rejecting the parts of ourselves that that we somehow are supposed to have control over and don't, right? Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. don't get a say in it, whether your eyelashes are growing. They are. <laughs> right. 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 You don't get you don't get to vote about that. You don't have an opinion about that. Eyelashes grow. Next. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, your world is a reflection of your consciousness, body, heart, mind, spirit. Okay. Mm-hmm. What is the room that you're in telling you about your heart? right? Are you sitting at your desk in a chair that's not comfortable? Go get yourself a comfortable chair. Right, right. It's the only back you're going to have in this lifetime. That's true. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's about honoring your integrity, your your blessedness, your wholeness unto yourself. And Mm -hmm. by honoring your wholeness, Mm -hmm. what happens is that your children get calmer, Mm -hmm. work gets easier, you're far more able to say no, relationships, intimate relationships get better, you actually have space in your brain to have sex. Mm -hmm. What a concept, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh no, I have to go to bed because I have to be up early. So would you hurry? Oh, great. That's really hot. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, wait a minute. Couldn't we do this a different way? Yeah, Yeah. you can, you can, this is, here's what I think. I think this is true self-care. I mean, and it's not that, it's not that uh, an expensive journal and bubble bath isn't self-care. Right. But it's the space apart from everyone else, Mm -hmm. not the bath salts. Right. Do it. Yeah. The quietness. For yourself so that you actually know what you yourself are thinking, mm-hmm. needing, doing, right? Mm-hmm. I had a client not long ago uh, get really, really clear that her husband's insistence that he never, ever do email or anything on the computer made her so mad that she wanted to strangle him. <laughs> what did she do? She kept getting laryngitis. Oh, Wow. Right. She finally turned around him one day and said, I understand your pride in your position as a Luddite, but I am effing done. Right. Learn the goddamn computer. Go to the local learning annex or whatever it is and learn how to do email because I'm tired of being your secretary. Yeah. He, yeah. he was so shocked he didn't know what to do. And you know what? He went and learned the computer mm-hmm. so that she didn't have to do every single thing. All his job on the computer and their children and right, right? Like who died and made me a IT? Yeah, right. I I didn't know I was your personal emailer. Yeah, that's right. Like what? (laughs) No, no, not interested. Thanks. Uh huh. I I definitely can agree with her with annoying husbands. (laughs) Well, and but but how many times do we just? wonder why we get laryngitis and not stop and go wait a minute this is the third time i've had laryngitis in three weeks yeah whoa something's going on 
Yeah. What's stopping me from having a voice? You know, has Ursula come and stolen my voice? Like she tried to steal Ariel's? Like, since when am I Ariel? Right. Right. (laughs) Well, paying attention to that makes your life easier, makes you happier. Oh, yeah. Makes you healthier. Definitely. More peaceful. All those good things. So, uh, you know, chakra detectives unite. In fact, I'm just, start, I'm starting a, um, I'm starting a couple of, of chakra things. One is a, an inaugural cohort of people who are going to study for a year to learn how to be a chakra detective, which is very exciting. Because one Ooh. of the things people ask me all the time is, um, oh, well, once I learn this, can I work on other people? Yeah. And the answer is no, yes. No, (laughs) that's, you know, that's the thing. uh, That's one of the things why like uh, that whole Reiki, I don't know, like if you're Reiki master, Reiki master or what, but the whole Reiki master and, you know, I think it's an amazing tool, but I don't think it's something that um, is going to clear your energy sources in, you know, one session or. No. Have you feeling healed or, you know, it's, right. it's something you should do as maybe like some little self-care maintenance, but it's not the whole package. No, I agree with you. And I actually am a Reiki master and have been for many, many years. Yeah. But, uh, no, uh, it, it's a supplement. Right. 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 Going and having a massage does not get the stress resolved. It right. makes you feel better. Yeah. Until your muscles cramp up again because you're back under the same stress. Right. 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 It's not complicated. Right. But that, uh, uh, the answer to that question is no, you can't work on other people's chakra systems unless you know yours inside mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And the, and the reason for that is you can't, you know, if I have a broken leg and you ask me to do a reading on your chakras, I'm not going to project onto you that you have a broken leg, right? It's just right. not going to happen that way right. unless you do have a broken leg, right? But but here's, here's an example out of my own life, right? I have a three-year-old, an enraged three-year-old who lives in my third chakra. Mm. And the reason I do is because I grew up uh, surrounded by alcoholics. No big, except that if someone Mm -hmm. comes to me and wants me to work with them and they're an active drinker or drug user, Mm. my three-year-old can come out so fast and Mm -hmm. be so angry that they Mm -hmm. don't know what's hit them. Right. Right. I don't work with those people. And I tell them straight up, nope, you go, you go and you do 90 meetings in 90 days and you get sober and then we can fill in the hole in your soul. No problem but right. not what you're actively using. And the reason yeah. is because I will want to slap you around and that's really bad karma. Yeah. yeah. And they all laugh, right? But right. it's honest, right? It I is. know that. Yeah. I am not then going to look at your third chakra and yeah. find the same problem. Right. Right. I, because because energy melds together no matter right. what, even- right. Via Zoom, we're 3,000 yeah. miles apart, Catherine and me at the moment. Right. But there's still an energetic connection, right? Yeah. And soul sisters besides, but aside yeah. from that, right? Yeah. The, the connection is still there. You can't help but meld energy, which is why I'm going to do this chakra cohort. Learn your own energy system so that then, yes, you can work with others because you're not gonna gonna read your own energy on someone else's screen, right? 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 That's why. Yeah. And that's really what responsible people do. Yeah. Right? You know, a doctor who has gallbladder problems is not gonna tell you you have gallbladder problems. They're just not, unless you do. Yeah. Right. They're gonna do other measurements in order to make that right truthful or not. So. Yeah. Yes, you can do that when you know your own system. But the other thing I'm going to do is I'm going to do um, like sh- like group therapy almost, but chakra therapy. Oh, 
So a group of people meeting for eight weeks, helping each other with their own chakra systems and talking about how to apply all this knowledge, to ask the right questions, to think the right, right thoughts, to use your intuition, to tune into that sort of thing. All that's starting in January. So uh, I'm not even thinking about it now. Right. Um, but, but that will be ongoing. Yeah, um, definitely. And may I give your listeners a gift? Yes. A free gift. Yes, definitely. And I actually, I actually mean a free gift. I'm not uh, holding you hostage for your email address. <laughs> <laughs> That makes me so mad when people do that. That's not free. That's my email address and I'm going to have to unsubscribe from you. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So if you will go to chakras.susancorso.com, you will find something I call the chakra less mores. And what I have done is answer, you know, at the end of a podcast, the listener often wants to go, oh man, I want to do this now. How can Mm -hmm. I start now? This is how you start now. Chakras.susancorso.com. The less mores are two behaviors per all eight chakras Mm. that is one to do less and one to do more. So I'll I'll give you an example. The first chakra less mores are complain less, thank more. Mm. All right. So if you notice that everybody around you is complaining, hmm, we're in a first chakra thing going on here. What's going on? Why are they all complaining? Number mm-hmm. one, or if you are running a litany of complaint in your own head, I wish that person done and that. What if I went, and why do they have to that, 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 that right? Mm-hmm. The hamster wheel, mm-hmm. right? Stop and start looking for things to be grateful for. Yeah. Right. Human beings don't not do things very well. Whatever you do, don't think about the Statue of Liberty. Right. Now, whatever you do, don't think about the Statue of Liberty in a tutu. Blink, blink, <laughs> blink, blink, blink. There she is, right? At the top of a little girl's jewelry box. So point being, okay, do something less, but do something more. So the less mores you you may have for free, there's also a button you can click to add yourself to my mailing list if you want. But you don't have to have that in order to get the digital downloads. And there are two of them because I'm a Libra and I couldn't make up my mind. They were too pretty. <laughs> I'm a Libra rising. So are you? <laughs> yeah. Well, no yeah. wonder we have a connection. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and tell us how we can get a hold of you and connect. All right. So there are two ways. If you're interested in my fiction, which is all about metaphysical people and people who live this way, right? Um, you can go to susancorso.com. If you are interested in more chakra work and my spiritual work, you can go to I ampersand, I-M-P-E-R-S-A-N-D dot com. Uh, ampersand is, of course, that wonderful and symbol that we use. And the reason um, my website is I ampersand is because I think we should all ampersand like it's a verb. And the reason I mean that is this. Um, I believe that we need to have a world that works for everyone without exception. And what that means is we have to stop doing either or in this world and we need to switch to both and. Mm -hmm. The guy who lives next door to me is a rabid um, political person at the other end of the spectrum from me, right? Mm -hmm. He still does my snow blowing. He -hmm. still says, hey, Dr. Corso, every time he sees me, right? I'm nice to him. I'm nice to him because there has to be a space in the world for him just as much as there has to be a space in the world for me. For as long as we live in an either or world, we jip ourselves. We Mm -hmm. steal from ourselves and each other. And I'm not interested in that anymore. So I ampersand.org, you'll learn a lot more about the chakras, Mm -hmm. which is very exciting. My eight workbooks are there and they are workbooks. You do the work. I wrote the book. Um, and it's to learn about your chakras, to take you from through the past, present, and future for each chakra. Mm. Very exciting and a lot, a lot, a lot of work, but fun. The thing about chakra work more than anything, and I'm, I'm sure you found this yourself in your own practice, Catherine, is the truth is that chakra work, if done right, is permanent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Definitely. It, it, right. It's not positive thinking. It's not a slapped on affirmation where you act as if. 
It's not any of that stuff. It's deep and it's abiding and it's meta, right? So Mm -hmm. you change because it's a system. You change one thing in your first chakra. Oh God, I'm not going to be afraid of life anymore. Mm -hmm. And every Mm -hmm. single other chakra changes and adjusts. Right. Right. So you are not so scared anymore. You do take risks then. You mm-hmm. are safe when you, do, I mean, like huge yeah. changes. That's what chakras are for, which is why they're so valuable. Definitely. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. And um, I just want to thank the listeners for listening. And please comment, like, subscribe, and also drop me a review for chakras and cuss words. It helps me move up the podcast ladder, friends. <laughs> so, and share this podcast with a friend. We know everybody needs to learn a little bit more about their chakras and the energy alignment behind it and how they can become their own chakra detective. So thank you. Thank you. And everybody have an amazing day.